You are listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast from Freedom Fellowship Church in Tontytown, Arkansas. Our mission is to love God, love others, and serve both. And now let's listen in to this week's sermon. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We have our Facebook audience. That little iPad right there is our Facebook audience. So, uh, Dylan, why you sat next to that, I have no idea, but... Uh, we're going to keep an eye on that. So if this is your first time with coming to Freedom Fellowship, I want to assure you that we do have a building. It's right there. Normally we have a sanctuary, we have lights, we have all kinds of stuff. But uh, today the reason we are outside is not just because it's beautiful weather. That's just a, a happy uh, accident that happened with this cold front that uh, moved through last night. Some of you are saying, okay, this is the perfect weather. If you're from Colorado and wearing shorts, that happens. Other of you are bundled up right now saying, I wish he would hurry up and just preach the message so we can get inside and get warm. Um, But also, uh, there's a ton of reasons to be thankful each and every day. Uh, If you're bald like me, you can be thankful that there is no sun beating right down on top of my head this morning. So so if you guys don't know, this is our outdoor service. And what we're going to do right after we're done is we're going to go into the life center over there if you can't smell it we have hamburgers and hot dogs cooking so we're going to go in and we're going to share a meal together also this week we're going to be launching our small groups uh, which we're going to talk about throughout the uh, duration of the message here this morning Uh, this week our small groups are launching so we encourage you to be a part of that and also we're going to be launching our new midweek format this coming wednesday at seven o'clock that's going to be on facebook and YouTube. It's a little bit different from what we've done in the past, but I think everybody's really, really going to like it. So today uh, marks a very special day in American history. As you know, on September 11, 2001, we had almost 3,000 people killed on American soil. It changed the course of American history as we know it, life as we know it, things changed. And so as we uh, go into our message here this morning, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, say a prayer for uh, everyone who has been impacted by 9-11, especially the families, and then we are going to launch into the message. So let's open in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. This is a day that you have made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Father, there is many, many reasons for us to rejoice today, and we're out here in your beautiful creation. Father, we are going to let our praises reach up to you. Father, we are just so incredibly thankful for who you are, not for what you do for us, but for who you are. And Father, we pause today on September 11th to remember those whose lives were lost, but also the families who were impacted by the terrorist attacks. Father, we say a prayer for each of those uh, family members that that had uh, people lost in the World Trade Center in Pennsylvania and at the Pentagon. And Father, we just ask that they continue to seek after you. Father, that their hearts turn to you on a day like this to where some of those old feelings would come up. And Lord, we just ask that your Holy Spirit just comfort them during this time as only your comforter can do. It will surpass all understanding. And Lord, we just lift up every single person to you right now. Lord, we also ask that your Holy Spirit be our guide and be our teacher here this morning as we dive into your scriptures, as we talk about the importance of Christian community. Father, we look to you to be that lantern to help us guide 
to guide us where you want us to go. Lord, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory because you are worthy of it. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and ask this, and amen. Amen. Okay, so if you have your Bibles, um, by the way, we have this on our YouVersion Bible app. Trying to get that out of the wind as much as possible. If you have the YouVersion Bible app, you can click on the lower right menu, hit more, and then find Freedom Fellowship. We have all of our notes from today on there. But it's, it's funny how the Lord works sometimes because the scripture that we're going to be kind of anchored in this morning was actually read just five minutes ago. It's from 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. That is such a good scripture. Those two verses, that just sums up Christian community, which is what we're talking about today. And so what we're going to be specifically talking about is the importance of Christian community. We may have, have heard that term a lot, but we're going to be talking about why it's so important to be around other Christians. Now, quick question. Do we have any Razorback fans in the audience? A couple? Okay. about Dallas Cowboys? Okay. We're almost outnumbered. Okay. So I want you to picture this. If you were to go to, um, I won't say this because it's a bad time to do it. I was going to say Times Square, but let's use Chicago. As an example, let's say you go to downtown Chicago and get shot. Yep. Hecklers. Hecklers are always on the front row. But let's say you go to downtown Chicago and you're wearing your Razorback or Dallas Cowboy t-shirt. You see somebody across the street wearing a Razorbacks baseball cap. You instantly have something to connect to that person, right? You can go up and you can have nothing else in common with them. They may look completely different, speak a different language, but they're wearing that Razorbacks logo. So you are part of their, let's call it a a tribe. People are tribal by nature, where you can go and go up and talk to them and talk about, you know, the, the plays that we ran yesterday, you know, that kind of thing. So I'll give you an example. When I was over in Israel, there was a guy wearing a Dallas Cowboys hat. And I was like, oh, man, halfway around the world, I can go up and talk to that guy about the two tight end offense that they're going with and, you know, all of this kind of stuff. But it's my point is there's an instant connection that you have to somebody, even though everything else can be completely different, completely different upbringings. You can have... uh, different languages you can you know believe different things different political views all of that kind of stuff but the point is you have that connection with that person the same thing goes for Christianity when we talk about us being followers of Christ we have that common bond no matter what we may have different from other people that common bond of Christ is very very important people are community people by nature. We are tribal by nature. We belong to this church or we live in this neighborhood or we go to this 
school. We go to, you know, we cheer for this sports team. That's how people are by nature. And as we all know, COVID-19 at least a couple weeks, a couple months, depending on which portion of the country you live in, but we were not able to get together as a community, whether that's our neighborhood. I'm trying to block it with my large body. But COVID-19 did a lot of damage to that. Community people were not able to share in community and, and it had a big impact. taking bets on if my notes are going to fly away and we're just going to wing this thing. <laughs> so like I said, community is very important, especially Christian community. Christian community is simply just doing life with other Christians. And I know a lot of churches use that term, uh, doing life together and, and things like that, but it really is, it's very true that, you know, we may have everything else not in common, but here we are, we have that one bond and that is Christ. We serve the same God and worship him. Everything else about us may be different, but that's the one thing that bonds us together as brothers and sisters in Christ. That's it right there. So our study in Acts that we have been going through is we've been calling it the blueprint for God. It's uh, the blueprint for God's church. And so when we look back at where we've come through the book of Acts, we see example after example after example of what community looks like. They would gather in homes, they would get together, they would break bread, they would pray, they would fast together, they would do all kinds of things. So we see a clear picture of what Christian community looks like. So what I want to do this morning, and we're not going to be very long, is I want to look at four reasons why Christian community is important for each of us. Now, like I said, we are going to be launching our small groups starting this week. So we have one on Monday nights, which is not going to meet this Monday, but next Monday. We have a group that meets on Wednesday nights, and we have a Sunday evening group, uh, Sunday afternoon, evening. So we want to encourage you to do that, not just the small groups, but we have men's prayer at 6 a.m. on Friday mornings, right through that door, right in there. We also have a Sunday morning Bible study at 9 o'clock. We have a women's Bible study starting on Thursday, this coming Thursday. And then we have a Wednesday morning uh, women's Bible study here at the church at 9 o'clock. My point is there's a lot of different ways that we can get involved where you can have that community that you may be sitting next to somebody right now. You don't have anything in common, but when you start talking about the Lord, His goodness, and things like that, you instantly have that bond. It's like you're downtown Chicago. You see that other Razorbacks fans, like, yep, there's our instant bond right there. Okay, so four reasons why Christian community is important for each of us. Number one is encouragement. I don't have to tell you this. We live in a dog-eat-dog -dog world, right? People are always out to get you, trying to get your money, trying to, you know, all of this kind of stuff. Encouragement becomes very, very important. When we get together, we are encouraged. Just on its face value, we are encouraged. Because you may be having the worst day, the worst week. When you get together with other believers and you start talking, I'm not talking about, oh boy, the 
did you see the weather this morning? Or, hey, did you see the Cowboys won last night? Which, that'll be tomorrow morning when I say that. But when you get together with other believers and you talk about Christ, the things that he has done or the things that he is doing in your life right now, would you agree that you are you leave there spiritually lifted than what you were when you came in, right? Are you guys just smelling that coming over? Everybody's dreaming of hot dogs and hamburgers? Okay. Amen. There you go. Encouragement. That's why small groups are important. That's why Sunday mornings are so important. That's why we even created midweek during the pandemic is to give you that little bit of encouragement throughout the week because guess what? Everybody needs it. I don't care who you are. Everybody needs it. Everybody needs to be encouraged from time to time where we can be reminded. It may not be anything new. You may not be learning anything new about the Lord, but it's just a remembrance. It's bringing to remembrance what it is that he has done and is doing in our lives because we may not see it. But that person to the left of us and to the right of us, they may be needing to be reminded of that. So it's an encouragement when we get together and when this world starts kind of chopping away at us, it will eat our lunch if we let it. Right? If we let it. But being encouraged by one another, locking arms, standing together with other believers saying, hey, I need prayer. I need help in this area. They will swoop in and pray with you. Also, what it does under encouragement, we get refocused. Because sometimes the, the cares of this world just start to pile on, pile on, pile on, pile on. Where we lose sight of what it is that the Lord is doing. Sometimes it just takes something to refocus us. Okay, so our first point was encouragement. Our second point is accountability. Accountability can be a very, very scary word because you may be thinking, okay, accountability means, okay, if you're not here by this time, you're going to be in trouble. You're going to get scolded. You're going to get, you know, that kind of thing. Accountability is a little bit different in terms of Christian community because it helps us build accountability in a healthy way healthy accountability. So what does this look like? If you are part of, let's just use the, the Sunday morning study on Revelation. If somebody is not there for a week or two weeks, we're going to notice. We're going to reach out to them not to say, hey, you missed these two chapters. I need an explanation. Where were you? No, no. That's bad accountability. Good accountability is letting people know that you are missed. Number one, that you exist, but also that you're missed. That, hey, we love your input each and every week. Yes, Janelle, I'm talking to you. We love your input every week. If you're not there, that is, Janelle, we love you. We want you to come back. Do you see the difference? It's not, I need answers where you were. Were you out partying late? I, I don't know. I don't know. But the point is, it's not her being accountable to us, it's us being accountable to her. That she is loved, she is missed, and she is valued. So when we have that, and that ties right into encouragement, that when we are accountable to other people, that we are reminded and we are encouraged. The other thing is everybody wants to be a part of something. Would you agree? Otherwise, why are we sitting outside right now? 
Everybody wants to be a part of something, and that's a good thing. If you need prayer or wisdom, you can get it in Christian community. Okay, so what does that look like? Let's say I need prayer for something. I'm going to go to the people that I'm closest with, whether it's this group, this group, this group, this group, doesn't matter. I can go and say, hey, guys, I'm struggling with this. Can you pray for me? And they will. They're not going to say, yeah, yeah, I'll pray for you this week. No, no. They will stop what they're doing, right, Jesse, and pray, Dylan, and pray right then and there. But also, I could say, hey, I'm having this problem with whatever. This problem. They're like, oh, I went through that same thing about six months ago. Here's what I learned from it, and they are offering me wisdom. That's what accountability looks like. Because guess what? Next week, they may come to me and say, hey, I'm struggling in this area. Can you pray for me? Hey, I'm, I, I've got this issue, and I'm like, oh, man, two years ago I went through that. Here's exactly what it is that I went through. And that's offering wisdom. Because here's the thing, and I'm, I hate to burst anybody's bubble, myself included. It's not all about me. I know that's a shock. I know that. It is not all about me. So when we start looking at Christian community of not, what can I get from this group? Look at it this way. What can I offer this group? What can I bring to the table? Because... Friends, we're going to be on both sides of that coin eventually. We are going to need to pray for somebody, but we're also going to need someone to pray for us. I'm going to need wisdom one day, but also I have wisdom to offer that the Lord has, has taught me that I can share with somebody else. It's not just about what we can get. It's about what can I offer. When we talk about discipleship, discipleship, I was waiting for that to happen, by the way. When we talk about discipleship, we are, by the definition of it, we are accountable to others. Remember, we always talk about we should be discipled, but also over here, discipling. We should be sharing with others. We should be being held accountable by these people, but also be accountable to these people over here. Point number three, so I, f I forget what we've been through. Encouragement, and then, what was that last one? <coughs> I should have notes on that. Accountability. Accountability, there you go. Thank you guys for paying attention. No. Number three, it is a chance to worship together. Now, you may be thinking, okay, yep, we need music, we need a PA system, we need all of this, we need a cool drum kit, we need, you know, all, you know. When we talk about worship, yes, worship is all of this right here. But when we get together to pray for one another, that is worship. When we get together and encourage one another, that is worship. Now you may be thinking, okay, I don't see any cymbals, I don't see any tambourines. Where's all that? No. Our attitude is worship. Worship is an attitude. John says this all the time. It is all about our attitude towards the Lord. Anything that we do, we do unto the Lord. So when we get together, 
Yes, we may be talking about weather, we may be talking about football, we may be talking about this and the other. But when push comes to shove, when we start talking about the things of God, we are doing that as an act of worship because it's an attitude. We want to give Him praise and glory, right? Studying the Word of God is worship. It is an attitude. It is, we go into it with that attitude of, Lord, how can I learn you better? How can I learn more about you and love you deeper? That is an attitude. And a very, very wise man once said, the Lord is worthy of our worship on our best day and also our worst day. We may not feel like it. We may be down in the dumps spiritually where we don't want to get up and we just want to wallow right there. But guess what? God doesn't change. We do. Does that mean because we feel bad one day that he is not worthy of our worship? Absolutely not. He is worthy of it each and every day. Each and every breath that we take, he is worthy of that worship. So our third point was worship. Number four, why Christian community is so important. Again, I want to read that scripture from 1 Peter. Because it is a place to serve. Again, it's not all about us. As much as we think it is, it's not. 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 10 and 11 says this. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. We could read that one verse and go home and be encouraged by that. Verse 11. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? I'm asking you that question right now. Do you have the gift of helping others? What does Peter say about that? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. So, serving one another. How can I serve? What can I bring to such and such small group? Then everything that you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. The motto of this church is to love God, love others. What's that third part? Serve both. We serve God. We also serve people. We serve others. It's not about us. A lot of people say, you know what? I don't really need to go to church. I can read my Bible every day. I can pray and I am a-okay. To them, and I know a lot of people like that. To them, I would say, what are you doing according to 1 Peter 4 verses 10 and 11? What are you doing to serve others? Well, and you get some kind of hem-haw answer. That's the question. If it's, that's great for you personally, but what are you doing? What are you giving? What are you, how are you serving others? That is my question to them. Anything that we do, whatever gifting that we have, for some people, if I ask you to come up and address this crowd, panic. And I used to be that way. Because 
public speaking is not your forte. That's okay. Not everybody is called to get up in front of people and, and speak. That's okay. Maybe yours is serving in a different way. Maybe it's, you know, moving these racks of chairs, hint, hint. Maybe it's moving this rack of chairs. No, I'm kidding. But maybe it's something like that. Maybe you are in the background where you're not in the quote-unquote limelight up here, but you are serving in a different capacity. We all do it for the glory of God. It doesn't matter how we serve. You may serve in the sound booth where we're rarely ever seen by people, and that's okay. We are doing it for the glory of God because that's what Peter says. It is all for the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ, like he says. It is by his strength and power that we can do anything, so he should get the glory. Amen? Amen. He loved us enough to send Christ to die on our behalf. So anything that we do, we want to do wholeheartedly for his glory. We worship him. Just think about worship. If In a non-Christian sense, when you see people worshiping like a Native American totem pole or something, people bow down and they worship. They, they submit. They offer praise to that thing, that inanimate object. But for us as Christians, what we do is we worship Christ because of what it is that he's done. We worship our Lord for sending him. We worship the Holy Spirit for empowering us to do things on his behalf. We recognize that Christ came and died for each and every one of us. God's wrath was poured out on Christ in my place. Same thing for you, your place. That wrath was poured out. God's level of wrath was matched that day. Christ did that on our behalf. So when we submit ourselves, when we surrender to him as the Lord and Savior of our lives, we should be all in as Christians. We should be all in, not, well, I, I, I want to have him as, as Savior, but I don't know about him as Lord. I don't, I'm going to hang on to my finances. I trust him, but not with my finances. I'm better at that than he is. When we surrender to his Lordship, we surrender completely. So we worship him for who he is, not for what it is that he has done. Amen? That's four reasons why Christian community is so important to each of us. And what we're about to do is we are going to enter into a time of communion right now, which Coach is going to lead us in. But I want to let you know, when we go in to the Second Sunday Social and the Life Center in there, we're going to have a table with sign-up sheets on there. Look at them. Look at the, the times, the, the locations, all of that. If it works for you, we're going to have people... Some of the leaders over there ask questions. And, hey, can I be a part of this? Or, hey, I'm interested in this. Can you tell me more? And here's the thing. If you sign up and you're like, this isn't for me, guess what? We're not going to hold your feet to the fire. It's okay. But, again, the importance of Christian community is to go and serve one another. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Fellowship audio podcast. We are located at 990 West Henry de Tonti Boulevard in Tontytown, Arkansas. You can check us out on the web at freedomfellowship.com or you can find us on social media by searching Freedom Fellowship NWA. We hope you have a great week and that you live out the mission of the church, which is to love God, love others, and serve both.